So good evening and welcome to the Kabbalistic Map of Personality, the fourth and final installment in this discussion where we've, in a way, we saved the best for last because tonight we're going to talk about two character traits that I think we all would love to have more of. And maybe you can never have enough of. And that is charisma and confidence. What, what are these two traits? Uh, charisma is like a, a magnetic personality. Somebody who walks into the room and they just connect with everyone there. They have a personality, a people's personality that you're attracted to, that you easily connect with. And they just they pick up followers in the real sense of people who just want to be attached and connected to them. Some people have this knack, they have a touch and you just want to be around them. That's a charismatic person. Confidence is also a certain presence, but it's more a sense that I can do this, that I am not scared to express, to try, to give it a go. I have a sense that I have abilities and I want to share them and I'm, and I'm going to do them and I'm going to do what I can and I'm not going to avoid the challenge. We'd all love to be more charismatic because everyone loves charismatic people. We'd all love to be more confident because when you're confident, things flow much easier. Uh, a lack of charisma can be, make you a bit lonely the opposite of charisma, I guess, would be quite a repellent personality where people just want to stay away. That's certainly not advantageous. And a lack of confidence, it's sad because you have so much to give, but you don't have the wherewithal to give it. We can explore these two personality traits this evening, where they come from in the Kabbalistic map of our personality how we can identify it within ourselves, how we can develop them and allow them to grow. However you are built, however you, you were created, you're not a finished product. You're here to complete the work of yourself, to join in the, as a partner in creation of yourself. At the very creation of the first human being, Adam, God said, Nase Adam. he said, let us make man, which the Zohar says, he was talking to Adam and says, I want to make you with you. God says to Adam, I'll make a bit of you and you've got to do the rest. I'll, I'll start the job off and you've got to continue the job. So let's explore these traits that we can work on ourselves. That we can develop ourselves. We're all a work in progress. Charisma and confidence. So we've been through five of the seven. Tonight, we're going to do the last two. We've met Chesed, Gur, and Tiferet, that triad of kindness, loving, giving, as opposed to discipline, awe, and receiving, and Tiferet, the harmony and compassion, the empathy in between. We met Netzach and Hod, which are the assertiveness to follow through, to be determined, focused, and, and get it done. And Hod, the opposite, being submissive, humble, allowing space for the other, being grateful and recognizing the other's contribution. Now we're going to look at the last two of these 
attributes, yisod and malchut. Yisod, the translation of the word yisod is foundation. But the meaningful translation of it, yisod means the power of connection or, or what we've called charisma, the ability to, to connect with others. You have your persona that's in you. There are other people floating around with their personas in them. What, what connects us? What bonds us? How, how do you bridge the gap between you and them? Of course, we all have interactions with other people. We all bump into other people in our lives. You say something and they say something. You do something and they do something. I move this way, they move that way. We have all types of interactions with people in our home where we share space, good morning, pass the salt. We, we do things together and say things together on the bus, on the street, at work. We have all types of interactions. We, we, we pass by people. But what about connecting with them? Do we, do we connect? The answer is yes, some people we connect with others, not so much. Some of the time we connect, sometimes we're not so connecting. There is some level of connection when you say good morning to somebody on the street. There's some level of, of human connection there. But it could be quite minimal. That could be a platitude, polite. You said hello. The same can be in an intimate relationship. We can be sharing the same space, going through the motions of a relationship without actually connecting. We share a bank account. We're working together to build a home. We have children together. But what about the connection? Connecting means that there is a relationship. There's a give and take. I give space for you. You give space for me. We share space together. We have a, a sense of a bond that holds us together. If we go through a difficult time, we have an argument, a real argument, a serious one, a disagreement. Yeah, that's a disagreement, but there's a bond, there's a connection there that is deeper than this particular disagreement. At the moment, we're disagreeing, but we're bound together as one. We're connected as one. There, there is a thing called the relationship. There's not just you and me. There's a third entity that is the bond that connects us, that is deeper than the particular circumstances right now. This is the power we have of Yusod. It's a, it's a human power, a, a, a power in our character to bond with another person, to say that I'm, I'm not an island. I'm not just... It's either my turn or your turn. It's not just either I win the day or you win the day. Either I'm right or you're right. That's in the external level. On a deeper level, there's a we. There's a connection between us. There's, there's something that unites us that is deeper than the individual and deeper than the particular moment. And it's, it's expressed in our speech and our actions, in the way we talk to each other in what we do for each other. But it's deeper than any one particular interaction we have. There's a sense of, of a bond. 
I mean, to give a very uh, mundane example, but when, when somebody has a team that they support, a sports team, it's not about the fact that that team won the last game, so therefore I support them. It's, that's my team. They're mine. And so their colors and their song and, and the players of the team, it's mine. I'm a, I'm a part of that team. And if they did a bad job, I'm upset and angry, but they're my team. And when they win, it's my personal victory because it's my team. That, that's, that's the power of bonding in, in a very mundane way. But it's the same in every relationship. The ability to bond means you're, you're mine and I'm yours. Your success is my joy. Your failure hurts me. And even if we disagree and are upset and whatever, but, but we're bound, we're bound up. And so this is the power of Yusod, the power of connection. We're going to look at it deeper soon. But first, let's introduce the seventh and final power, the power of Malchut. Malchut literally means royalty. Being royal, regal. But more broadly, what it means is having a sense of confidence. Being able to express your powers without hesitation. Knowing that you have something to offer and offering it. When you have confidence, all the other powers have a means to be expressed. When you lack confidence, whatever gifts you have stay under wraps because you, don't, you can't bring yourself to share it, to, ex to express it, to put it out there. Confidence is the, is the sense that you have something worth saying. You have something worth bringing to the world. You have your own message that is worthy of being listened to. A lack of malchut is where you don't believe that. And in, in spite of all the evidence to the contrary, you believe that you have nothing to offer. And so malchut is the final of the seven attributes because it's the clincher. Whatever chesed or gvuro or tiferet or netzach or hod or even you saw it, whatever you've got, if you don't have malchut, it's like you've got nothing. Whereas when you have malchut, you're able to express your deepest gifts and share them. Let's explore these two, Yisod and Malchut. Let's look at some practical examples and see how they fit in the, in the tree, in the structure of the Sfirot. You, um, if you joined us previously, you would have seen that there is a, a structure to these Sfirot based on what the Zohar, the great Kabbalistic work, the Zohar says, that it's, it's like a body, a structure of a body. And the Zohar says, listing these seven sefirot, that chesed is the right arm, 
Gevura is the left arm, Tiferet is the body, which we went through previously. Netzach and Hod are the two thighs. Yisod is the reproductive organ. And Malchut is the mouth. The idea here being that the three first emotions, Chesed, Gur, Tiferet, are the passionate emotions. They're, they're how I feel, my reaching out to give, my holding back to receive or to be disciplined, my giving my heart in compassion and empathy. Their emotions, and I guess the classic sense of what emotion we usually mean by emotion, feeling. Chesed is love, Gur is fear, Tiferet is empathy. The feelings of the heart. Netzach and Hod, we met last week, are much more functional. It's about getting over obstacles. It's about recognizing your place. So both Netzach and Hod are that, and Yusod is about connecting outward. And then Malchut is the projection of all of that. Like the mouth expresses in words what you're feeling, what you're thinking. It expresses what's inside. I can only know who you are. I can only know what you're about. I can only know what type of person you are by listening to what you have to say. I can't, unlike many people think, I can't look you in the face and know what you're all about. I can't know your personality at a glance. But once you start talking, once I start hearing what's inside you, once you start expressing, then I can start to get a feeling of who you are. It's through conversation, through talking, through verbal expression, through the mouth that you project outwards and share yourself with the world. And so Malchut is, is identified with the mouth, the projection of your, of your inner powers. So if we look at this, uh, this map here, we'll see that there's actually a, a very tight system here. Chesed is an outward emotion of loving, whereas Gevura is an inward mo- emotion of having fear or discipline. So we've got outward, inward. They're the two extremes on the two sides. And then in the middle is Teferet, which is empathy, Empathy is not about me, whether I'm outward or inward. It's about you. What do you need? Being in tune with you. So I've got chesed on the right, stretching out my love to you. I want to give. I've got gvura on my left saying, I'm holding back. I'm, I'm being disciplined. And then I've got tiferet in the middle saying, well, forget about me. What, are, what do you need? I'm, I'm being empathetic, compassionate, and attentive to you. What are you about? The same thing applies to the next triad of Netzachod and Yisod, but more in the functional as opposed to the emotional and and passionate. So Netzach is, I'm going to get over whatever obstacles there are. I'm determined to make it happen. Like Chesed is outward and giving, Netzach is an outward push to get over the obstacles. Hod is a submission, a humility, a gratitude for the other. Like Gevura is an inward motion, but in emotion, recoiling, fearing, holding myself back. 
hod is the practical expression of that. It's the humility of giving space to the other. So chesed on the right giving, just like netzach on the right, is expressing determination. Gvur is on the left, holding back, being, being in, in awe or fear. And hod is also on the left. It is holding back with humility, giving space to the other. Yusod is in the middle because Yusod is about connectivity. Just like Tiferet in the middle was other focus, being empathetic and compassionate to the other. Yusod is in the middle. It's my ability to connect with you. I'm not alone in the world. I connect with another person. It's in the practical expression. The empathy, Tiferet, is an emotional state. Yusod is much more practical, expressive of that Tiferet. Empathy is expressed in Yusod. If you're, if, you're, if you're empathetic, then you're able to connect with another person. But you have to take that step. You have to go from the emotion down into the practical. Some people have the feeling, but don't translate it into action. Some people want to do chesed, want to do a lot of kindness, but an obstacle comes up and they don't overcome it. They don't have the netzach to overcome it. Or some people want to have discipline. They recognize the need for it, but they don't have the humility to stop themselves, the hod. Or they have empathy. They feel another person's suffering or situation, but they don't have the yesod to actually connect to the other person so the other person will never know. Your feelings in your heart, the empathy in your heart, they'll never know about it. The, the top triad is what's going on in your heart. The next triad, Netzachod Yesod, is then moving that to be practical. And then Malchut is the projector of all of that, is to actually say it in words and then follow with action. That Malchut is also in the middle line because Malchut is about projecting to the other. The other should experience me, should actually feel my kindness or empathy or, or, or gratitude or determination or my connection with them. They should feel it. I need to put it into words. I need to say it. It's not enough to feel it. It has to be expressed. And so Malchut is the, is the mouthpiece that expresses the six above it. Let's examine now a Yisod character and a Malchut character. And as we've always done, we're going to exaggerate a little bit and think of somebody who's extreme Yisod, someone who's extreme Malchut. Nobody is exclusively either of these. We all have a bit of Yisod, a bit of Malchut, some more, some less. Like all of the faculties, we have them all. But there are some people who excel in certain areas and others who are deficient in certain areas. Let's have a look. So if we'd speak about a Yisod person, what would their disposition be? What type of character are we talking about? Well, a Yisod person is charismatic, as we said. They, they, have, they have a certain way of connecting with people. You remember them. They, you have an interaction with them and you remember them and they remember you. They're, they're very connectable, relatable people, Yisod people. And they're relationship people, they're sociable people. 
outgoing, not, not in the sense we've spoken before about outgoing, like a chesed person is also outgoing. Not necessarily that they're so loud, but they have a way of seeping into other people's lives. They're not, they're not just living their life and screaming it out to share. They're, they're, they're interacting. It's very different. To, to be a loud, outgoing person, you might be the life of the party, that doesn't necessarily mean you're charismatic. Not every life of the party is likable. Sometimes they're loud and overbearing. A Yasod person is not that. A Yasod person is a connector. And so you enjoy their presence. You, you feel a, a bond with them. They're able to create that bond and do it quite quickly. That's why in their relationships, a Yasod person becomes your best friend right away. You meet them and it's like you've known them forever. Some people just have this, this, this certain warmth about them that it, it's like they've become an old friend and I, and I just met them. That, that's a, an amazing skill, a talent of, of connecting with someone. They communicate well. They, they express themselves well. Doesn't mean that they use fancy language. That's not good expression. Good expression means that they say things in a way that you get what they're saying. You understand. They have a, they have a good choice of words for, for you, for the recipient. They say it in a way that you, that you, you, you get it. it. It reaches, the message reaches you. And therefore, a, a good Yusod person is a major networker. They, they work the room. Not, not, not in a slimy way. In a way that like they've made connections for life. They walk into a room and they, if they don't already know everyone before they, they went in, by the time they leave, they know everyone. That's an amazing bonding power that this Yisod person has. And the purpose of this power, why God created us with Yisod, is so we can create those attachments, attaching ourselves to the right people and, and the right things. We, we, uh, we need to use our discernment, our judgment, to connect with people and to connect with things, meaning ideas, philosophies, to, to, be, to be bound up to the right team. <laughs> it's, it's great to have a sports team, but to, but to also have uh, associations, to, be, to, to join a, a club, a community, be a part of a group and, and make it yours and, and give yourself over to it. Something bigger than yourself. That's, that's why we've been given the power of your sod. So, so we don't live like that lonely island, but we, we're actually a part of something bigger than ourselves and we'll give ourselves over to it. Your sod takes a certain selflessness, uh, a certain sense of connecting to that which is beyond myself. And that's why we were given that power to, to create real relationships where we're bound up and to, to, to align ourselves with ideas that we can dedicate our life to. Not just when we're in the mood, not just when we feel like, not just when, when it's cool, but because that's my team. That, that's what I'm here for. But like all traits, it can be corrupted. 
The corruption of Yisod is where we enter inappropriate relationships. You can connect and bond with somebody that you're not supposed to bond with. When you're committed to, for example, a marriage, the bond is within the marriage. Bonds outside of the marriage need to be very carefully watched. And so that would be an inappropriate relationship, an inappropriate bonding. You can also join the wrong club. People, people do give their lives up for evil causes. That's also a form of Yisod. That's, 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 a, a, that's my team, and I'll die for the team. But if that team is an immoral team, that's not a, a great use of Yisod. That's the exact opposite of its purpose. We have to have discernment. There has to be a moral compass of what's right and wrong, and where do I invest myself? Another corruption of Yisod would be enmeshment, where we get too dependent on others or make them dependent on us, where we lose the, we blur the barriers between ourselves and another, where we, where we don't, don't respect those barriers, that it's all about the, the us and the connection and there's no room for individuality, where we quash somebody else in the relationship and lose ourselves in a relationship. That, that is your sod that has become corrupted. It's, it's veered from its path. The connection is supposed to make us bigger than individuals. It's supposed to enhance me and myself. If a relationship is not making me a better person, drawing out of me greater levels of giving and kindness and love, and if I'm not doing the same, in a relationship to the other, if I'm not giving the opportunity for the other to love and give, so then where's that bond going? Is, is that bond creating something better or will we be better off without it? So Yisod has to be directed, like all emotions, it has to be directed to the correct destination. And when it is, when we, when we focus our yisod, our, our connectivity, our ability to bond, when we focus in the right place, then you're invested in, in deeper relationships and in higher causes. And you can impact the world way bigger than if you're all alone. So that, that is a, an overview of our yisod character. Let's look at a malchut person. Again, we all have it, but the question is how much? let's say a person who's very, very well endowed in Malfut, they have a, a great strong dose of it. So they're going to be confident. Meaning they believe in themselves and they will, they'll act on their beliefs. They'll, they'll be willing to, to do, to put themselves out there, to say what they want to say and to do what they want to do because they believe that they have something to contribute. That's, that's a, a confident Malchut person. They're also probably talkative. Talkative can be sometimes an overbearing talkative, but here we're talking about, they, they're going to say it. They're going to say what they're thinking. They're not going to hold back. But they're also going to make things happen. They're not just talk that they're going to they're gonna follow through and make things happen because of their confidence, because of their presence, 
they, they'll, they'll actually deliver. So in relationships, a Malchut person has a very strong presence, a certain regality, a certain um, sense of, uh, they, they, they take up a certain gravitas, a space when you're a Malchut person. And therefore, they're extremely influential. A Malchut person is a leader. What, what they say, people listen to. People are impacted by their words. They have authority. And so in their, in their relationships, in their interactions, the Malchut person, when they speak, people listen. That the purpose of Malchut is to activate all the rest of your traits. Because you've got Chesed and Gvura and Tiferet and all the traits, you've got them all. Malchut is to activate them. So, so you actually do it. Do the chesed. Do that kindness. Be empathetic. Overcome whatever challenge there is. Express gratitude. It shouldn't all be all these good intentions that we have, because we all have so many good intentions. But without Malchut, it remains a good intention. And that doesn't help anybody. Malchut is, I'm going to act on my intentions. I'm going to follow, follow through with it and say what I need to say, do what I need to do. That is, that is, the, that is the reason we're given the power of Malchut, to, to express all of the other powers. Therefore, Malchut itself is in a way nothing more than a conduit for your other powers. Confidence has to be confidence in something. So it's not enough to just be confident. There has to be confidence in your ability to love or to be disciplined or to be empathetic. You have to, you have, to have confidence in something and that confidence has to express something. The corruption of confidence is where it's just confidence, but it's not backed up by anything. Here you can think of a person who is very willing to share their opinion with very little knowledge of the topic. They're very happy to, to tell you how you should be doing something, including in areas where they, they don't know what they're saying. But they're very confident in, in telling you. They're... they're They can say the words, they, they can talk, and, and the talk is big, but it's not backed up by anything. This, this is the corruption of Malchut, where Malchut is a thing of its own, as opposed to the conduit of the character traits behind it. When, when you channel your good character through Malchut, through confidence, so then your goodness is expressed. When you just build confidence, when you just work on being confident in and of itself, for itself, then you become a big talker. You have to be working on your character. You have to be improving your character and then working on your malchut to express that character, to have the confidence to, to, to do it, to follow through on your good intentions. But if you don't have the good intentions in the first place, you just have the confidence You'll be very loud. 
but you won't be impacting the world very well. So, so while Yisod and Malchut both represent two very admirable character traits, charisma and confidence, both of them can be misled, misguided. You can have charisma that leads you into backing the wrong team and entering the wrong relationship. You can have confidence that is empty of any content and hasn't got much to offer. But for most of us, we're not either of those extremes. We're not extremely charismatic, perhaps. We're also not terribly enmeshed or lost in our relationships. We, we've got a bit of your sod here and there, and we can work on it. We can work on being more of a bonder, more, more connected, more, more committed to the cause that's bigger than me, more invested in the relationship. That's our Yusod power. And Malchut, we could all do with a bit more confidence, but confidence in you, in what you actually have, in, in, the, in, the, in the traits that you were given and you, and you were blessed with. So let's, let's do a bit of a Yusod gauger to see how, how much Yusod you may or may not have. We'll go through a few scenarios and questions. And think what, what your natural response to these situations is. And uh, we'll see how it fits on the Yusod gauge. How many people living in your building or your street can you name? Name, like tell, t say their, their first name. Now, obviously, this could depend on what type of building you're in. Some buildings are like a kibbutz. They're all friendly. Everyone knows everyone. Other buildings are quite unfriendly and not, not so uh, sociable and interactive. But, but what are you? Are you the person who would know your neighbors, know them by name, and be, be familiar with the people who you live next door to? Or are you the type who just minds your own business, avoids them, not because who they are, because of who you are. Do you greet your neighbors? Or do you just say hello? Or do you actually take an interest? How are you, how, how things, are you actually connected to them? So here, again, it's a generalization, but if you're the type that, you know everyone on the street. You could name, oh, this, Mrs. Mrs. Brown and Mrs. Lee, and you know everything that's going on in, in, in everyone's lives. Well, that's an extremely sod person. Like, like you've, you've connected with everybody. I, I don't mean just in the busybody that, you know, you're watching other people's business. You've, you've spoken and connected. They know you, you know them. You're, you're the neighborhood watch person. Yeah, you're the volunteer. You're the one who organizes the, the, the barbecue for the block. Um, if somebody goes away, they'll ask you to take their bins out. You're, you're, you're the person who's connected with your neighbors. That's a, that's a strong Yisod person. A strong Yisod person doesn't just greet and say hello. They take an interest, even in strangers. You know, these days in big cities, neighbors come and go. Neighborhoods are not like a neighborhood like it used to be. And so... People can be quite blasé about the people they live next to. Oh, they're here now, they're gone later. Well, you know, 
and that's that's fine. That's 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 fair enough. There's no there's no obligation to become best friends with all your neighbors. But if you're a weak yesod type, you don't want to be connected to anybody. You, you don't want to mix with the community so much. That's a, that's a lack of yesod. If you're a strong yesod person, you just naturally do. You naturally bond just over a neighborly chat. So how you how you react to this could be an indication of how much yesod you have deep inside of you. Let's look at another one. Have you maintained friendships from childhood, teenage years, young adulthood? How many of your classmates are you still in touch with? People you grew up with. Now, again, you may have moved countries. You may be living very far away from where you grew up. Uh, you may have had a terrible group at school that were really not nice. You may have had a terrible time there. You were excluded and bullied. And of course, there are extreme examples everywhere of reasons why you may have not maintained friendships from your childhood. Maybe you were in a school and there were only three kids. Uh, there are many reasons why you may not have. But the question is, what type of person are you? Are you are the type of person who holds on to friendships? Do you keep in touch with people? Do you, do you maintain an interest after you're not forced to be in the same space because you're in the same class? Do you make an effort to reach out to, to those people and keep up the connection or not? Is that just not something you, you your friends are your, are the people who you're around. Your, your circle is whoever, whoever happens to be in your space at, at the time. Again, there could be many reasons why, but a strong yesod type is a person who makes friendships and keeps friendships. That we grew up together and there's a bond that, that unites us and connects us and it'll always be there. And a good yesod person will make the effort to keep in touch. They'll, they'll send the message, how are you doing? They'll, they'll organize the reunion and and know how to find people. That's, that's a, a strong bonding person. You know, friendship, the, the Talmud teaches, is, is something that you need to acquire. You need to invest to have a friendship. We have acquaintances. We all have acquaintances. There are people we work with and the people who are around us and people who are related to us and like, a friendship means way more than that. It means that you've invested yourself in caring, in connecting, in saying that we have a, a bond and that bond is worth putting effort in keeping in touch, in, in sharing experiences together. Some of us are really naturally great at that. Others not. Not because we're not nice. You're a lovely person. Just, you're not, you're not so good at keeping in touch with people. That, that doesn't make you mean, doesn't even make, make you antisocial. Maybe you're busy, like everyone, everyone's busy. But when you have a keen sense of yesod, or when you're more in tune with your yesod, you make that effort because the bond is important. And so some of us will have these childhood friendships that we've maintained and, and, and others less so.
depending on our Yusod gauge. Another example would be in an Uber or a taxi. Do you chat to the driver or go about your business? Again, I know it's a big generalization. Sometimes it's the driver. Does the driver want to chat or not? Or not? Some drivers are chatty, some are, some are not interested. Are you busy or you're not busy? You know, you have to make a phone call. It's fine. It's, 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 it's accepted etiquette to get in, say hello, and then go on the phone. It's, it's totally acceptable. But the question here is, what, what, what would you do without the externalities, without the, without the circumstance where you need to be on the phone or whether or not the driver is a friendly type or not? What are you? Are you the type that says, I'm sitting in a, an enclosed space for an extended period of time. I can't just ignore this person like they're a human being. Is that the way you feel? Or do you feel this is a complete stranger? I will most likely never see them again. I'm paying them for the service. Are they interested in my life? Am I interested in their life? Both approaches are fair. It, it is completely fair to say that the, that, that the Uber driver does not need to know what I'm going through or how my day is or, or my opinion on the election or anything else. Like the, it's, it's fair enough to say that. But a Yusod person, strong Yusod person, can't sit there and not connect with a person on, on some level. Whereas somebody who's a, a very weak Yusod would have no problem treating them like an automaton, like, a, like just a, a function. Again, it's not, it's, not, it's not rude. It's acceptable to do that. You, you say thank you. You still say thank you. You might give them a tip and give them a, a nice rating. But when you don't have that Yusod, you don't bond so easily. It's just a taxi driver. When you have a lot of Yusod, you're gonna, you're gonna, you have to have that conversation. So, so where, where are you naturally? That will, that will give you a bit of a measure of your Yusod. So your, your interaction with your neighbors, your connections with your old school friends, the way you speak to a stranger in a Uber, these, these are the, the, some of the tests, some examples of a test of some Yusod. How, where is your Yusod power? Let's look at Malchut now, a Malchut meter. Malchut, we said, is your, your confidence, your ability to express what's inside you. So let's look at a, a few scenarios. Do you like public speaking? Some people love it. Some people hate it. Many people dread it. But even those who dread it might enjoy it. Do you relish the opportunity to express publicly or do you recoil from it? A big part of that is a question of confidence. Getting up in front of a crowd is daunting, but if you have something to say and you've prepared it and it's worth hearing, so then you have a sense of mission to get up there and to say it. Whereas if you feel that you don't have a message, you have nothing. Well, why should they listen to me? If you lack that confidence, that malchut confidence, there is perhaps nothing more terrifying than getting up and having to speak. So, of course, there are other factors in people enjoying public speaking. 
there are people who just do it for a living and they've got used to it. And there are people who have, have never experienced it, never done it. And so they recoil from it. And that could be just circumstances. But imagine that you had an important message and there was an audience waiting to hear. Would you jump up and say it? Or would you rather send somebody else? Malchut is, I've got a message I'm getting up to tell. I've, I've got to share it. So that might give you a little indication of where your malchut is. Then another example, what attracts you more? The path less followed or the well-beaten path? What, what are you more comfortable with? What are, you, what are you attracted to? What draws you more? There's, there's a way of doing things that's the path less followed. No one's really tried that. Or people discourage that or say, no, nah, that's not the way. Or there's the way that everyone goes. It's safe. It's tested. It's, it's the beaten path, the well-beaten path. Which one, which one excites you? Which one are you comfortable with? Where, where are you drawn to? Are you drawn to the comfortable path that everyone's trodden already? I'd understand why. You sure you want to go on the path that no one's trying? There's probably a reason why no one's gone that way. So wouldn't it make more sense to go in the path that everyone goes? Or is there something about the untrodden path that you want to blaze your own path? You want to go that way and explore that way. Again, it's a big generalization. If, if one path is safe and the other path heads off a cliff, so then the choice is much more obvious. I'm talking in just very, very general terms without other details. The only difference between the two is one is well beaten and one is less followed. That's the only difference. They're both equally safe, but there's an unknown there. You don't know what's that way. And this way, is, everyone knows that. A malchut person wants to blaze their own path. They, 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 they're attracted to doing that. It, it invigorates them. It, 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 they get enthralled by the idea of like, I'm going to make my own path. I'm going to try. No one's gone that way, so let me try. Because Malchut has that confidence that I can do this. Whereas a lack of Malchut would definitely not choose that and would, would choose a, a safer path the way everyone goes. I'll go the way everyone goes. To, to go against the tide takes a certain malchut. To go with the flow, you don't need all that much malchut for that. Again, this, this, you may have chosen the well-beaten path. doesn't mean you're lacking confidence. You may be more risk-averse. There's, there's, there's all different reasons possibly why. But it might be a malchut thing as well. Would you rather take the lead or take the back seat? In, in circumstances, whether it's at work, where there's a task that needs to be done, somebody needs to take the, the reins to lead, to, to, to make, it, make it happen. And others will, will follow. Others will, will be subordinate to you and you'll direct them. Does that attract you? Do you want to take the lead, make the calls? Or would you rather somebody else make the calls? And you'll, you'll gladly follow. You'll gladly do what, what needs to be done. If you, if you have that natural leadership tendency, that's malchut. That I can be the visionary. 
I have the confidence to say, this is the way we're going. I'm going to decide that way. And I'm going to take responsibility for that decision. I chose it. I can't blame somebody else. I made the decision. So I'm, I'm taking that leadership position. Or would you say, no, no, no. I would rather let the responsibility be on somebody else's shoulders. And if, if it goes wrong, it wasn't my fault. I was just following orders. I was doing what I was told to do. Malchut allows you to step up to the plate and say, I'm going to make this happen. I'm going to, I'm going to lead. And even though leadership is something that on the one hand, we can't all be leaders, right? We can't, we, there has to be followers. If, if everyone's trying to be a leader, so then who's the follower? So surely we can't all be leaders. Some of us have to be followers. We have to let some people direct us and, and, and we will follow the path. We can't all go on the unbeaten track. Once, once somebody's gone on it, it's a beaten track now. We can't, we can't all find our own track. So surely we can't all be leaders. Can we all have this malchut? So here's a quote from the great mystic Rabbi Nachman of Breslov. He said that every person has one area of life in which they are king or queen of the world. There is something in you that makes you the king or the queen. You are the absolute leader of the world. There is a contribution that you have to make to the world because no one else will do it. No one else has your soul. No one else has your gifts in that exact combination. And so there is a certain area of life that you are the king or the queen of the world. You, you are the one who has to give the world. And if you don't, no one else will. It's, it's your personal contribution. For some people, it may be something quite earth shattering. It may be a huge invention or discovery or, or, or building something very big that, that, that changes the entire world. For others, it might be something much more subtle. It may be just in your little corner of the world where you can influence maybe only one person. But influencing that one person, only you could do. And if you don't do it, that person won't be influenced. And the ripple effect of their influence, which will affect the next and the next and the next, will not happen if you don't do it. And so just as dramatic as it is to save the world, it's also equally dramatic to save one person. And you have that mission there is something that you're the king or you're the queen and the only thing standing in the way of you doing that is malchut if you don't have malchut if you don't have that sense of royalty in yourself the confidence that you have a contribution to make if you don't believe it well it won't happen but god believes it that's why he created you. He had 6 billion people in the world. What did you add? Let's see. There's something. There's something that only you can give, and that makes you the king or the queen of the world. And so, yes, we are all leaders. Some of us are leaders of entire nations. Some of us are leaders of entire communities. Some of us are leaders of a clan or a family. Some of us are just leaders over ourselves. And a little circle that we can draw 
and a little bit of light that we can exude to make an impact, even if it just means impacting one person. That might be your entire life's mission. So we're all leaders, all kings, all queens. We have to have that malchut, that confidence, and give it. So to conclude, here's a little bit of exercise to develop your yesod on your malchut. First of all, your yesod. What could you do to deepen your relationships? Deepen, meaning be more connected, loyal to it, bound to the, to the relationship, invested in it. Are you talking about real things? Not just saying hi, but really sharing of and listening to, to really connect. Share more of yourself and be consistent in those interactions. Stick to it. A friendship takes work, takes investment. So, so stick to it. That's your yesod exercise to develop your sod you, you you may or may not be mr and mrs charisma but you can connect to people more whatever wherever you're doing now you can you can do more you can be more connected to strangers and to the people closest to you as well and then malchut what influence do you have on others do you know your impact most of us don't most of us don't realize the impact we have on others, that we are very influential. We just don't realize it. So try and get some feedback and give feedback to others. An amazing thing happens with malchut because malchut is peh, is the mouth. We said earlier from the Zohar, when you express to others the impact they have on you, so then you'll find that others will also reciprocate and you'll hear the impact you have on them. Malchut, confidence, is only really built when you get that feedback. If, if you don't see the impact you're having, so then it's very hard to give more. But when you see that you're influencing others in a positive way, that encourages you to do more and you get more confidence in doing it. That, that public speaking example we gave, when, when you see the reaction of the, of the audience, so then you, you want to give more. So be generous with your feedback. The people who influence you, tell them the impact that they've had. And, and listen, be attentive to the feedback from others of how you're impacting them. And that will grow your malchut your confidence to make sure that you are being the king, the queen, that you need to be in the, in the world. Okay. We will now go to some questions. If anyone has questions, uh, come to put them in the chat. See, there's some here. Um, Okay, so here's a question. Great session, Rabbi Moss. I'm, I'm reading it out because it's feedback. And uh, even though that's not a question, but as I just said, you've got to read the feedback and take it seriously. Don't, don't ignore it. Great session, Rabbi Moss. Thank you. It is interesting, given some of the scenarios you have shared, is it quite possible that in some areas we may be malchut dominant, when other areas of our lives we may be more yusor dominant? Yes, certainly true. 
we, in all of these sefirot, in all of these attributes, so we have them all. And in some areas, maybe more this, some areas, maybe more that. We're, we're, we're complex beings, human beings. And, and so we, we have all of them. And so there are, there are they're going to be even, even the opposites of chesed and gvura. You sort of malchut are not opposites. Charisma, confidence, they, they go well together. But chesed and gvura, chesed is this kindness, outwardness, generosity. Gvura is strictness, discipline, awe. They're, they're opposites. And yet the same person will have both in certain areas. In some, some areas, your chesed, you know, we spoke about being late all the time. Um, as being a chesed attribute, being very early and, and punctual is gavura. There are some things we, we do get on time to, and other, other things we don't. The same person. So it, it depends on, on what, how important it is, is, is it to you. So yeah, 100%, we could, we could have different areas where one or the other is dominant, and that's completely normal. Here's another question. A scenario, a person has been a leader their whole life. Recently, that person has lost touch with who they are. That person has lost all their confidence. How does that person find themselves again? How do they find a way to inspire others once again? So, again, the, the feedback is so important. And, and what I mentioned earlier, when you realize that you have impact other people positively, you can't afford to base your actions on your confidence or lack thereof. There are people waiting. It's, it's inconsiderate, it's cruel, it's mean for you not to be sharing whatever gifts of, of wisdom and kindness that you have to not share, it's, it's not fair. And so again, when you're stuck in your, yourself, if it's about me, am I performing or not performing? I don't think I'm so good, I don't think I'm worthy, then, if you're feeling confident, good. And if not, it's not going to happen. But if you focus on the, on the audience, they're, they're waiting. So then I can't afford to waste time on my own self-opinion. I've, I've got to get to work. And, and so that, that's why you need to hear that feedback and take it seriously. Sometimes we hear feedback and we dismiss it. When you don't have confidence... And somebody gives you a compliment, you say, ah, that I mean it, they're being polite. Excuse me. That, that's not fair. That's not a way to treat a person. A person just said something nice to you. Accept it. Don't dismiss them. They're a person. So again, when we're stuck in ourselves and our state of mind, so then we can dismiss another person. That's not being a mensch. When you listen and you take it seriously, so then you've got to get to work. You've got a mission. You're a king or a queen. You have to do your thing. So get on with it. We'll worry about your inner battles later. Just, just get moving. Okay, another question here. Hi, Rabbi. Incredible series. Thank you. Thank you so much. What if you want to be the leader but are a bit nervous, so you take the middle role? I'm middle manager. Does that mean it's a more balanced approach? Look, again, so we can't always be leaders all, all the time. We can't, we can't all, all lead. We have to allow our others to take the lead, and that's, that's, that's fine. The question is, if you never take the lead, even where you know you could, you know you have an, an approach here, you, you, you could take the lead. And leader doesn't mean you're the head of the team. Leader means in a, in a, a conversation to express your opinion and, and, and share it strongly. You, have to, you, have, to, you have, to, have to do that. So you're right. The balanced approach is sometimes you're a follower. And you just 
sit back and let others take the lead. Other times you have to take the lead. And sometimes you're in the middle there. It's, it's, we all have to take all roles. The problem is where you could have said something, you had something to say, and the only thing that stopped you was you weren't confident. That we don't know what we're missing out on when people do that. And so for ourselves, we can't let that happen. And we can't let it happen for others as well. Make sure you're not shooting down other people's opinions. So next time they won't share their opinion. Don't be overcritical. So people won't want to say anything because they're, they're going to be, be, be shot down. Make sure every idea is given air, is, is appreciated and thought about. Sometimes something that sounds crazy at first will actually be a really great idea. So let them all, let all the good ideas come out. Let all the blessings come out. All the contributions we all have, all of the leadership qualities that we have, all the gifts, the blessings that we've been endowed with by, by God, let them all come out, let them all be expressed. And collectively, we will really create a world that encourages the king and the queen in you and in me and in every person to be expressed fully. Amen. Thank you so much for joining. It's been a great series. Please, God, we'll start a new series, uh, and that will be advertised in the, in the coming days. And I wish everybody a Chag Sameach, a good yontav for Shavuot, the festival of the giving of the Torah, coming up this, uh, this Saturday night. If you'd like to join us, we're doing uh, an, a dinner and an all-night learning program. So those who are nearby, we'd love to see you. All the best. Thank you very much.